This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. This weekend, the Matheny Medical and Educational Center, a special hospital for children and adults with medically complex developmental disabilities, celebrates the 20th anniversary of its Arts Access Program. It's a program designed to enable clients who, in many cases, are unable to walk, speak, or move without assistance to transcend their disabilities and create art by working with professional artist facilitators. On Saturday, Matheny opens its doors to the public for Full Circle 2013, Reflections, a multimedia fine art showcase featuring original work by the Arts Access artists. Earlier this week, I got a preview of the galleries, full of abstract paintings and sculptures, and a studio tour from performing arts coordinator Burt Brooks. When we sat down to talk in a small office nestled amongst the galleries, studios, and theater, the first question that came to my mind was, you know, we tend to think of artists as carving out a life in the city, working like crazy, and above all, as independent. Here, it's the opposite. These artists have a totally different experience of life than most of us. So what does their art reveal to us? They're putting themselves into the work. That's 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 the answer. I mean, ultimately, every piece, I mean, this year's show is Full Circle Reflections. And, and that's not by mistake. That is as, as true as it is and as true as it comes that every piece here is a reflection of these individuals as people. And the way I like to describe it is basically if this individual did not live their lives the way that they have, if they did not, you know, from birth to the very moment they started to paint, to the very moment they finished their painting, or the very moment they finished their, their writing, that piece would not exist ever as it was if it wasn't for this individual's life experience. Everything leads up to that very moment and, and is therefore reflected into that piece. You see some individuals uh, watch the news and they pick up some bits from the news and you get to see that reflected. There was a painting, uh, I believe the title is called Freedom for Iraq and it's actually a deconstructed American flag as it is as the painting. Um, and it's, uh, you know, some of that does pick up from what they pull from the news and therefore is reflected back as they see it. And, uh, you know, and they use that as their inspiration and therefore it is a part of them. So, yeah, it serves as a living record as this piece that just is theirs and will continue on. You know, when someone passes away, you talk about legacy. This is a way for these guys to leave their legacy. One thing that struck me was the amount of time it takes to complete a project. Can you sort of take us through the process? Our process is called facilitation. It's a unique process that was developed over a number of years uh, and is always being perfected. We're always looking for more ways to deepen this. It's a client uh, a facilitator relationship where the client, who may be a person in a wheelchair, it's basically the person with a disability who's utilizing our programming, utilizes this facilitator, which is really more of a tool for this individual to use to create their artistic work in uh, any number of the disciplines that we offer of painting, digital sculpture, digital art, uh, dance, creative writing, drama, dramatic writing, uh, creative movement. They use this facilitation process in order to get their work out there. Now the facilitation process basically breaks down all of those disciplines that I listed into selectable options for them to create. We looked at what what is the essence of this particular discipline? What is it that makes up painting? Is it shape? 
line, color, how those things are applied to the canvas. You know, what, what are the ways that, that our clients can give us information uh, through their communica varied communication uh, uh, devices or ways or even their own voice if they have the ability to speak uh, or if they just have the ability to look up for yes or down for no. Uh, we're able to go through a very exacting process down to sometimes the, the centimeter to make sure that every choice, every bit that gets in there is theirs as though they were the one holding the brush themselves, as though they were the one that was making this actual brush stroke so that the facilitator becomes, as I said, a tool and therefore removed from the creative process and is more there just for the physical creation process. Uh, and ultimately, that is the most unimportant part of the creative process, of any artwork process, is that art is created in your head. Uh, Keith Garlitz, who's our, our uh, outreach coordinator, now he says it best where it's, you know, art's not created in your hand. It's not created in your feet. It's not there. It's in your head. And all you need to do is open up the door for them to be able to create their work. Now, that being said, sometimes the work does take an, an incredible amount of time to complete. Uh, but if you're working, uh, you know, in half-hour blocks, maybe two times a week, over a year, you know, I, I don't know how much that calculates out to. I know we calculated it's like maybe uh, like 24 hours or 48 hours that you get to actually work on your art. Uh, so you know, and that's just out of necessity, out of their schedules to to be able to do this. And that's the reason we take such time and such care to make sure that every choice is there, because. Ultimately, if you're only coming down for 30 minutes, I'm going to make that those 30 minutes the most productive uh, and the most yours that I possibly can, uh, where you're going to be able to make every choice that goes into it. Because when you have, uh, you know, your your meds and you have the time that you're supposed to be eating and the time that you have to go to bed and all these other things that are, are not necessarily under your control uh, because of the condition that you happen to be living with. Uh, then, then you know, this is the time. This is the time to come down and do what it is you love and do what it is you want to do. I was wondering, how unique is this program? As far as I know, someone can come in and tell me different if they would like, but as far as I know, we are the only program that does exactly what we do other than the programs that we went out and taught or set up or trained and, and got individuals to be able to replicate this facilitation process. If anything of this kind of nature comes out, it's, it's usually, I mean, as far as I know, as I said, as far as I know, this is the only place that does what it is we do uh, or teaches or trains what it is we do and we, we are in the process of outreach to, to really um, push the program so that more individuals have an opportunity to experience the facilitation process and uh, create their artwork without any kind of outside influence as they do so. Uh, so that's, that's very much how it comes. I mean we, we go very, very deep we have our, own, our four key principles of the program of freedom of choice, neutrality, artists assisting artists, and no preconceptions, uh, which each one, you know, we've gone deep into. And if anything does not fit within those four principles, and we always go back to them, we strike it, we get rid of it. Where is it hampering the process? Freedom of choice, if there's a choice to make it that would affect the creative outcome of a work, it's theirs to make it. 
know, neutrality, uh, where we stay neutral in the process. We're not, you know, indicating yes or no that they, they, this is a better choice or this is the, the a worse choice. Uh, we stay very neutral throughout the entire process. Artists assisting artists, when these clients come into this space, they are artists and we treat them as such, as peers, on an equal level. It doesn't matter what I've done, it doesn't matter what the other facilitators have done in the past. When they walk into this space, we're equals. All right? And I'm going to give you an equal opportunity to experience art the way I do. Right? And no preconceptions is that these individuals have a life experience that I have no way of diving into mentally. I can imagine, but that's all I'm going to be able to do. I'm not going to be able to actually get inside their heads and, and know where they come from. Do you have any favorite anecdotes about the creative process here at Matheny? We had a facilitator that was working with a client on, um, well, we have multiple facilitators that work with clients on, on sometimes the same pieces, uh, but because of the exacting process, it doesn't matter that we have different facilitators working. It's just you know, picking up one screwdriver versus picking up another screwdriver. It's going to work the same. So, uh, but he's starting to work on this painting and, and it, over four years, I think it was four to four and a half years, he had been working on this painting. It was very exact. This, this artist in particular is known for the amount of detail that he puts into his work. And it was just so exact with shapes and colors and very lots of mixing and, and geometrics and lines and some splatter and drips. And it was just very detailed. A large canvas as well. But then one day, uh, the client comes in and indicates to the facilitator that he'd like to cover the painting from corner to corner in the color purple, which would effectively uh, nullify everything that he had done other than perhaps some of the texture that would come up. But all the work that he had done over the past four, four and a half years uh, would be wiped over in purple. Uh, now, that facilitator could have very easily uh, suggested, oh, well, let's put this aside and I'll get you a new canvas and then you can cut, I'll cut it to the exact measurements of the other one and then cover it in purple and then you can start over that way. That way you don't, you know, cover up all your work. But that's not what we do here. What we do is we make sure that this person gets to have their own artistic journey, their own artistic experience. And if that includes covering up over four and a half years of your work, that's your choice to have. So that facilitator, rightly so, stayed neutral and said, okay, just so you know that once you cover your canvas in purple, everything below will not be seen. Is that what you want? This individual said yes by looking up. So he gave a big look up, all eyes almost into the back of his head, which we, uh, we consider a hell yeah. <laughs> Apologize for the hell, but it's, it's important. <laughs> and he, he then, you know, crying on the inside, but not showing his sadness to the client, covered the entire thing in purple. But then over the next three years, he went on to paint over that purple and create a masterpiece, which sold immediately. Uh, and you know has hung in many galleries and, and, and I, I think over someone's mantle for many years now and uh, you know that individual was not denied the experience of covering up his work of being able to have his own journey to reach a final conclusion which he was actually happy with you know and we and people ask like oh did you take a picture of it beforehand oh I wanted to see it you know, Again, that's not the facilitator's position. If he wanted to take a picture of it, that'd be a different story. But ultimately, he was not happy with it. So 
we're not gonna I'm not gonna show off the stuff that I'm not happy with <laughs> I'm not gonna put that out there why would I do that for this individual you have a theater background and that's the discipline you work within when it comes to helping Matheny's clients create their work can you tell me a story from your experiences working with a client I'll tell you one um, example that kind of uh, showcases how an individual uh, kind of approaches even starting a piece uh, and even maybe starting Arts Access. Uh, we had a, an individual, uh, Yasin Reddick, who actually has the featured um, piece painting for this year, uh, for this year's Full Circle. He had come down and painted for a number of, uh, of years in the evening. He was a student at the time, so he didn't come down. We, we uh, service mostly the adults because, uh, unfortunately, their, their schedule as children is to be in school all year round, uh, so there's not really too much time to, to work with them unless they come down at night, which Yasin often did. He came down at night. But he had kind of seen that I was there and what I had been doing and knew what it was about a little bit and decided he wanted to try drama. He wanted to try writing a play or a movie. And I said, okay, let's, let's do it. And so sat down and he started to kind of put the scene together and picked a place. And he wanted it, in, I remember, he wanted it in Times Square and he wanted his, uh, his brother to be in it. And he wanted his brother to uh, be walking down the street with a crowd of people, which, you know, it'd be hard not to find a crowd of people in Times Square, but to be walking down. And then uh, and then he wanted, and then he got a little stuck and he didn't know what he wanted. And then we started to break it down like, okay, what is it you want this person to do? And we got to the point where he knew he wanted his, his brother to do something to a building in Times Square. And that's all we could do. And he was just racking his brain and racking his brain. And I said, you know what? You know, time time's running out right now. We, we actually do have to stop the session. But I want you to think about this. I'll keep all your notes here and we'll come back to it later. And he seemed relieved. <laughs> he was like, oh, I get some time to think about this. And so he went away and, and he thought about it. And the next week he came up and he just, I saw he had the idea in his head. And he could have chosen anything. He went through a number of different options before. He could have had him push the building over. He could have run up the building. It's drama. You can do whatever you want. And he just, but he knew exactly what he wanted. And he looked me in the eye. I said, all right, man, you got it? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And I said, all right, what is it? What do you want him to do? And he goes, he's going to lean. I said, lean? He said, yeah. On the building. Yeah. Okay. And then we just moved on from there and I said, okay, he's going to lean. And then he went on. And then after that lean choice, he did go on to have people parachuting in and teleporting all over and people running on there. But the thing was, was he ultimately picked that choice. And, and even though it was so small and seemingly mundane, you know, it was entirely his. And he took that entire week, I'm sure, when he had a free moment to think, to think of what it is he exactly wanted for that moment. And, uh, you know, far be it from me to think that it should be any other way than leaning on that building in that moment. Poetry is another discipline practiced by the arts access artists here at Matheny. Could you read us one of their poems? Uh, this one's perfect. <laughs> it is so perfect. Okay, so this is a poem by, by a certain individual who, who had a piece um, in uh, Full Circle uh, two years ago, I believe, uh, which was God's Gift to Me, which he spoke about his wheelchair. Uh, this was something he wrote 
a very very long time ago. Uh, I believe he was he was very young and still in school. He's a uh, he's uh, older gentleman now. Uh, not too old. Don't don't hate me for that, Tony. Uh, <laughs> but he's uh, he's older now. And uh, when he wrote that, God's gift to me, it was just about how wonderful his chair was and how it was, you know, the thing God gave him to be able to move around. And 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 that was his blessing. Okay. Flash forward to today. All right. Uh, so that two years ago, we did a piece based off of that, an animation piece that you know really highlighted the chair. And then after that, he wrote another piece. Another poem called Bounded, which I'll read to you now. I used to think this was a gift. I used to praise it. I used to call it by name. Now I know it's a chain, shackles to hold me down. When this gift comes, stares, ideas, thoughts, missed opportunities, unwanted advances, and walkaways. My chair is a curse that I have to live with. My chair turns people against me. They are scared of me. They don't see me. They don't see my abilities. They only see my disabilities. It's not right. This chair is my curse, and I curse this chair. It bounds me, but at the same time it made me stronger. It iced my heart and took my soul. But I want to be soft. I want to love again. I want to be naive like a young boy. When the world was mine for the taking, now the world is against me and my devil chair. What does full circle mean to the arts access artists at Matheny? Full circle uh, is is a huge event here. I, I mean, in part because it is here. It's so close. Uh, we've had our guys, you know, we get their work out to other venues outside. Uh, you know, they're, they're, some of the films that they end up making do, do go outside. Then we also have the, the artwork, which is exhibited all over, which is fantastic. They get to see that. They get to go out to receptions and, and things of that nature. But the thing that I think makes Full Circle so special is that it's here. It's right in their own backyard, and they're inviting you in to uh, be a part of it and experience it and then the public gets to really come and the fact that it's such a large event as well that it's just you know the theater gets packed there's huge standing ovations which there's you know and this this is quotes from audience members really of being able to see the clients faces as they experience this shower of applause or as they experience their piece on stage and to have everything become fully realized is absolutely, uh, you know, there's no substitute for it. It's If there was an example of pure joy that you could put into the dictionary as a picture, that that is there and it's just so palpable. And um, that's just, I, I they, when they hear and when the buzz starts to go about full circle, oh, it's coming up, you know, everybody starts to think about their work, like, oh, what's going to go in? What's going to go out? Am I going to sell something? <laughs> you know, these are all big things. Am I going to have the money to be able to buy my Xbox? <laughs> that kind of thing. So these are all important things, and these are some of the best times for them to be able to market their work and, and get the work out there and uh, become, you know, a little bit closer with the community, uh, especially as an artist, which I think is one of the most important bits where instead of coming in and seeing this individual in the hospital or in their home, really, uh, or you know, doing something, like if they're cooking something, they actually get to meet this these people on that level playing field where 
I've heard this many, many times, even among the staff, where you look at an individual differently after you've experienced their work, after you've read something from them, after you've seen them, their work be brought to you. Uh, you get to look at that person a little bit differently because you're relating with them on a different level. Bert Brooks, Performing Arts Coordinator at the Matheny Medical and Educational Center. Full Circle 2013, Reflections, a multimedia fine arts showcase featuring original work created by the Arts Access Artists, starts this Saturday at 3 p.m. For more information, visit matheny.org. That's M-A-T-H-E-N-Y dot O-R-G. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.